welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, it's Amy here. I didn't know that this was going to happen. This is the spontaneously arising podcast, but here's what happened. This morning, just now, uh, I just did a training out of nearly 150 people signed up for this training uh, online, which was called Reflecting and Consolidating with Shiva. And it was the first part of two parts of training that I do in the midpoint of every year to say, hey, what's going on? What's working? What needs a tweak? What sucks big time? What have you nailed uh, in your yoga business? And we do that through the lens of Shiva, the Adi Yogi, according to some people, got enlightened 15,000 years ago, <laughs> nine feet tall or something. What a guy. Uh, and we look at, you know, yoga mythology symbols and your business. And we, I've just finished that training and it was amazing. I had people from all over the world, Susan in San Fran, Joker in Paris and Sam in Brisbane and Mon in Sydney and all of the rest of you from everywhere. And so much fun. I thought, you know what? It's going to be great. I'm going to throw this up on the podcast so people can enjoy it as well. So heads up, it's a long one and um, it's a workshop. So rather than me just chatting, it's a group of yoga teachers going through a business Svadhyaya process. So it may not be for you, but if it is, I do recommend um, I've made you a sexy looking workbook. And that's not just because my head is on the front of it. Uh, With the workbook, uh, it's got a really long, ugly Dropbox link. It's in the session notes. If you, you, I really do recommend if you're going to check this one out, make some time, sit down, write in your journal, or download the workbook and type into it. You just, but actually, like, be kinesthetically engaged with this content, not just listening to it while you drive around. It will make the difference. That's what it's designed for. Like I said, this one is the first part of two. Second one happens next week, where we'll be looking ahead for the remainder of 2019 with our guide being Ganapati or Ganesha. Son of Shiva, it's as close to being MC Yogi as I'm ever going to get. Um, so make sure you're on the lookout for that one. Importantly, before I throw it over to myself and the recording from the training today, if you make it all the way through to the end of the training, spoiler alert, I am for the next 24 hours only, so that's until 8.30 in the morning, Melbourne, 8.30 a.m. Friday, you Uh, If you sign up for my program, Growing Your Yoga Biz, you will also receive a complimentary place on the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat in Thailand in 2020, which is valued at $3,000. I'm going to tell you more about that if you make it all the way through to the end of this podcast. Heap of info there. If you can't wait, send me an email, amy at amymcdonald.com.au. That bonus is only valid for 24 hours, people. So that looks like it ends. 8.30 in the morning, Melbourne time, Melbourne, Australia, not Melbourne, Florida, Melbourne time, Friday. But for right now, here we go, reflecting and consolidating with Shiva. Uh, I hope it's useful. Use the workbook or at least stop and use your journal. Um, It's a long one. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone. We are doing our annual mid-year check-in process here at Amy McDonald HQ. So I am so delighted that you're either here with me live 
or if you're watching the replay, I think we've been doing this now for three years in a row and I know some of you have come along every time, which is so, so cool. If you're new to me, my name is Amy McDonald and I am a yoga nerd, yoga student first and foremost. I'm also a qualified yoga teacher and I'm a yoga business coach. And one of the um, things that lights me up and what I like to think of as my dharma really is supporting talented yoga teachers to grow abundant yoga businesses. So there's a lot of conversation in our industry about the um, po poverty consciousness or, or being uh, in financial struggle is somehow more spiritual than not. And I don't believe in the fact that as lay people in yoga, as committed spiritual practitioners, there's anything in our tradition that suggests that's the case. So helping you have fuller classes so that more people can enjoy the healing and transformative benefits of yoga is what lights me up. And that's what I am here today to support you all with. Let's see who's saying hi. Sam says hi. Sue says any hints for getting the audio working on my phone? Nope, Sue's can't help you. Turn it up. Maybe you've still got it on flight on uh, your Do Not Disturb on if it's 7.03 for you. Um, Debo, good morning, everyone. She's, Sue's got it. Great. Tioka is on her number, year number two. I loved it when I saw your name, Tioka, when, when, when I was looking through everybody who's registered. It's so great. Karen, hey, from Portland. Yet to get to Portland, Karen, but I think it would be a lot like Melbourne. Tell me if you've been to Melbourne and if it's like Portland. Um, class at eight says Jody, so she's got to go. Okay, great. We've got a little bit of time. Glennis, hello. Elaine's here and Mon's here. Yay, cool, excellent. All right. So, um, like I was saying, that's my gig. That's what I'm about. And one of the things that I think is really fun and a great opportunity when it comes to uh, growing an abundant yoga business is that you actually get to have your business be a part of your yoga and what you share in things like you know, what, what normal people would call marketing and promotions actually gets to be part of your savor. I talk about that a lot. If you're not already a listener to my podcast, Abundant Yoga Teachers, check it out, subscribe to it, and uh, lots of free training there as well about how you can start to shift your mindset and the nuts and bolts pieces that you apply such that you um, generate more prosperity or in deeper service to more people and clear out any of those residual blocks around what it means to be a committed spiritual practitioner and generate wealth artha as well. So this workshop today, really, um, it won't be for everybody. Uh, my style is to teach business through the lens of yoga. Like I was saying, your business gets to be part of your yoga. And so your business growth and your business learning also gets to uh, supplement and enhance your yoga learning as well. It's a big part of what I'm about. As we learn about business, how can we also learn about yoga? So if you are looking for some very dry, straight to the point business training, you're not going to get it here. I am not going to pull up a flip chart and, um, and give you some graphs. Ain't no Venn diagram coming in the next 90 minutes. I promise you, but if you are interested in storytelling, if you are interested in yoga mythology, if you are interested in broadening your perspective about what yoga is, or even just enjoying that kind of juicy feeling that comes with um, re-hearing re something uh, about the tradition of yoga and then how it applies to business, you're totally in the right place. Um, this is also a training that is for you if you actually do want to serve in a deeper and more profound way and generate abundance along the way. Now, stay with me if you're still doing the inner work to reconcile prosperity 
and service. I get that. Give us some sugar into the chat, folks. If you are in that space or have been in that space, we had a really great conversation on my Facebook page actually earlier in the week on this very topic. But if you are committed to being broke, this may not be the training for you. That's okay. But we're going to be talking about wealth generation as a form of right livelihood, as a form of pursuing your dharma. So if that freaks you out completely, this might not be for you, but if you're interested or if you're totally down with it, um, stay with me. All right, now I just want to make sure that everybody has their, uh, we did set this up so that everybody was muted when you arrived, but I know there's a little bit of sound there. So just make sure that you keep your microphones muted, folks. Um, this is also not the training for people who just like barreling along and not actually practicing svadhyaya or that self-reflection. Today is really about looking back in order to be more prepared to look forward. So if you're not interested in pausing and looking back and learning from your successes and your not so successful moments, um, again, not for you, but if you're prepared to, to, to go through a reflective practice with me and at the Adi Yogi Shiva, mythology that is he's not actually well he's here all the time right but he's not like hey i'd like to introduce my guest um then this is the place for you too and also like i'm me uh, ain't nothing gonna change that so bad jokes guaranteed um i've already talked about 80s you know classic hits that's done i've mentioned the fact that i'm recommitting to not getting naked in front of you all that's kind of my barb if you're not down with it i totally understand i'm not everybody's cup of chai but if you're up for having a bit of a goofy laugh and enjoying celebrating the success of your peers, then again, you're in the right place. So if that all sounds good, type me a yes or uh, bring it into the chat. I'll take another sip of Tulsi Rose, Jai Organic India. This is my favorite tea ever. And uh, we'll, get, we'll get us underway. So uh, quickly, if you don't have the workbook, you don't need it. Um, I'm just trying to get the link again for you. You don't need the workbook necessarily, but um, you, I, this really will be a more profound practice for you if you have a journal and you can actually take notes. So um, either if you have the workbook that I've made for you, it's writable, open it. Um, this, let me just, my computer's not keeping it with my brain. I've just pasted the link into the chat if you want to get it. And if you don't want to get it or you can't get it because you're on your phone or whatever, that's fine. Just uh, I really would recommend that this will be more profound and useful for you if you do actually take notes. Now, if you're driving somewhere and you're listening on the go and it's the best that you can do, fine. Um, but honestly, it's, uh, it's kind of like, the, can you watch Jason Crandall teach yoga and get a benefit? Sure. Is it better if you roll out your sticky mat? Yes. It's kind of one of those situations. You will benefit more if you actually, you will assimilate more of what you understand about yourself if you're actually writing that stuff down. So grab a journal if you don't have it. Um, while everybody is getting organized, opening the workbook, all of those good things, let me tell you quickly, we're going to go for about 90 minutes. Most of the time is going to be definitely the first hour or so is going to be the training in particular. Towards the end of our 90 minutes, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Growing Your Yoga Business program, which is currently enrolling. So I'll let you know when that's going to happen so you can hang around or not. Uh, also, during that period, I have a very cool announcement to make about 
the training, think $3,000 free bonus. I'll tell you more later if you want to hang around. But I just want to put that on the table. It's coming up and I'll let you know if you want to hang around or go do whatever is next for you on your day. And then before a last chance to get yourselves organized, journals, cups of tea, all of that, this is the book that I really love. If you want to get your Shiva nerd on, um, this is a great book. So this is my recommendation here. And if this happens to be turned into a podcast in the future, I'm holding up the book by Sadhguru called Adiyogi, The Source of Yoga. Uh, I think it might only be available in bookstores. Oh, yeah, here we go. For sale in the Indian subcontinent anyway, uh, only, but you could probably still get it online or, you know, next time you're in India or if you're in India now. Uh, this was everywhere when I was there last, last year, but really good book. Sadhguru apparently coming to Australia next month. All right, let's do this. Let's get started. So uh, let's go to the workbook. I'm going to either this. All right, so here we are in uh, looking at the workbook. Uh, there's my face. Gosh, don't know if I can see that it's that close up. <laughs> so here we're going to start with. Uh, the first, what I've done here is broken the, um, the symbols of Shiva up into, I've chosen five of my favorite really, because you get to do that when you're in charge of the training. My favorite five symbols of Shiva here, and I'm using them to guide us through a journaling process to look at what's happened in your business so far this year, so that when we change direction next week to look ahead, with Ganesha or Ganapati, we've got all of this intelligence and all of this knowledge and all of this insight from going through this process. And that's, that's how the training breaks down. So the first symbol that uh, I've chosen here is the Trishula. And um, tri the Trishula is, it doesn't have it on that picture, but this is the, this here, this is the Trishula, right? It's the trident, it's Shiva's um, weapon of choice. It's the weapon that uh, decapitated his son Ganesha um, and you know then as we know the the replacement head was an elephant and and he became Ganapati um, because Shiva felt really bad and so said hey all of my all of my gunners all of my support team take it have it I, I cut off my own kid's head I feel a bit well my own stepson's head I feel a bit bad about it sorry sorry dude uh, that's the Trishula and the Trishula as all yoga images do, it has multiple meanings, but one of the, uh, one of the, uh, it, well, it decapitated Ganesha. It also represents, um, if you see the Trishula, sometimes you'll see it, um, it represents the con confluence of the Shishumna, Ida, and Pingala Nadi. So that's a pretty powerful center spot, the three things coming together. But in this case, what it's representing is essentially the Hindu, um, uh, oh my goodness, tri not trilogy, tri 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 the th oh my God. It's representing the qualities of, of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva or creation, maintenance and destruction, like the three phases of uh, life. Create, the creator is Brahma, the, the sustainer or the maintainer is Vishnu, the destroyer is Shiva. Um, so it's, it's demonstrating these three phases of life. Let me just check in chat because someone chatted something. I don't want to miss you. Oh, no. 
Trinity, thanks, Tanya. Yes, the Trinity, that's well, Thanks, sweetheart. That's totally the word I was looking for. So in our first question then, using the trishuler as our uh, teaching point, what we're going to start with is looking at what is it that you created this year? What is it that you brought into being so far in 2019? In the first half of the year, what have you created? And go big here. You know, we, um, because of our, the time that we have together, I, um, I want you to get started with these questions, but I really think that taking yourself out for a chai or a cool drink or a, a, a sit on the beach, sit on the, on the lakes or, or um, you know, whatever, I think spending some more time with these questions is going to be really helpful because thinking about well, what did you create this year gets to look like new offerings that you put on, um, Sue's, you, all the things that you've created, Shaz, all the crazy things that you've, you know, that there are really obvious new classes, new offerings that you've created. But there are other pieces to that as well. There's the, the business sections, like maybe you've built a new website or maybe you've started a new joint venture or maybe you've had a photo shoot. Maybe these, you know, you've come up with, you've created your branding so far this year. <clears throat> Excuse me, but then maybe there's also things underneath that that are more about, you know, more into the subtle body. Like, have you created a new mindset about what's possible for you? Or have you created a cooler of people that have got your back and want to see you successful? Or have you created a new requirement for yourself to play a bigger game and to take your yoga business seriously as a business rather than as a hobby. So let's go here first. Looking at the Trishula or the, the Brahma quality of the Trinity. Thanks, Tina. What is it that you've created so far in 2019? And I would love to see um, anything in the uh, chat. If you want to share with me, go ahead and type it into the chat. But most important is that you get this down for yourself. So either into your journal or into the workbook. So um, <clears throat> historically in these, uh, these check-in calls, um, I also go through the process with you all. So I think for me, um, one of the most potent things that I have created so far in 2019, I have created the mindset shift that I work on my business three days a week which was massive for me. Anyone else who's come out of corporate and feels like they're being lazy if they're not working all the time, that was totally my story. But the reality was I didn't have to work three days a week. Uh, sorry, I didn't have to work five or six days a week um, at this point in my business. It doesn't need that much time. Um, but so it wasn't the, the it wasn't, um, it wasn't the, 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 uh, manifest piece it was the energetic piece this feeling of guilt that was hanging around but I just couldn't shake it and um, and my friends would say to me oh, you're so lucky because you know you can just do whatever you want two days a week but I felt terrible about it like I was being a real slacker until I did the work and went you know what I, 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 I'm going to be choose to be grateful for this this is fantastic that I've created a business that supports me in my life to have a fantastic lifestyle and feel in integrity with what I do. And it takes me three days at the desk. That was a big 
mindset shift that I created for myself. Sharon says, website, photo shoot, classes, rapport with other yoga studios. Killing it, Sharon. Love it. So let's move on then to think about what did you maintain? What, what, what were you already doing that you have continued with? And again, this one is um, like, this one has polarity, like all, like every teaching in yoga. This can be, what did you keep doing that was really good? But it can also be, what did you keep doing that you up or that limited your results or kept you playing small or kept you stuck? This is the Vishnu principle that Mon and I have talked about a bit before. What the, the maintenance phase, the sustainer energy, what have you, what did, what were you already doing that you have still been doing over the past six months? So maybe you have some workshops that are great and you've kept doing those. Maybe you have um, some team working for you and those relationships continue on. Maybe you've got great retention at your classes and the same people keep coming back. Sam, is that Sam Seeger, Sam? Um, created a new mindset, space to rest, living space, lifestyle for me, new path, more me, a bit less business. Yes, it is. That's you, Sam. <laughs> oh, I, when I saw your name and I was looking at all of the people who had registered, I was just so happy to see you there. Oh, send me an email. I want to know what's going on. We need to catch up. It's so great. Uh, if that's your list, of things, then yeah, congratulations, Sam. Like, what a journey! Yay! What about um, what about everyone else? What are you? What what? Is, where are you in the maintenance phase? Where are you in the maintenance phase? I think for me, and um, I think for me, something that maybe Chioka, this might be the same for you in terms of your Airbnb experiences. Um, I'm really enjoying. Uh, my retreats, offering my retreats, uh, the one that that's, I have uh, open for registrations at the moment uh, happens in January, but that one will be the sixth time I've done essentially the exact same retreat. And I'm really enjoying maintaining that particular offer. I know how to do it. I know that people enjoy it. It's beautifully straightforward when I get there. I feel refreshed and uplifted when I leave. I know that people want to come along and it's not going to take a whole lot of effort to find a whole bunch of people and, and really kind of convince them to come. It just feels like a loving invitation when I talk about it. So for me, something that I'm really celebrating being in the maintenance phase of in my business is my retreat. And, and like I said, this is the sixth time that I've offered it it wasn't like this the first or the second time, but now that I'm into the sixth time, I have built up that um, maintain maintainer energy, and it is just another uh, you know opening of the heart and saying, "Hey, who'd like to come with me? I think it's going to be beautiful." That feels really good. So that's my maintenance phase in my business. Also, probably just should say I uh, I'm also maintaining bad yoga jokes, <laughs> swearing too much, uh, and talking about uh, Bonnie Tyler inappropriate times just just so that you know I want to be totally candid with everybody Choker says I'm really happy that I've maintained my financial record keeping Jai yes being able to see the progress over the past two years is so grounding Airbnb is in maintenance mode yes oh man girl you have come places well done I don't know who this person is with all of the letters and uh, numbers in your name I'm sorry I can't address you by name but 
this fabulous person says, maintaining connections from joint ventures and continuing to build on for future workshops and training for events. I've got dates set, just the details to be created. Yes, love it. And Sam says she's maintaining her current students, fundraising for a local shelter, cat shelter, uh, working with council programs and geriatric kitty health. There we go. Good to know that some things are totally maintenance mozam. Karen says, new class, official side in the office maintained class at a studio and subbing at various locations. These are great folks. Congratulations, everybody. So let's move on to the final part of um, the trishula, which is more like the shiva, if you like, element of the trishula, which is about destruction. and um, destruction in the sense of bringing things to an end, closing things off, uh, being complete with something, cancelling something, uh, ending a business relationship, um, uh, stopping offering something in particular. But what in your, or, or maybe, maybe having a colossal drama that caused something to really implode. Like what did you pull down or remove? Um, <laughs> what did you pull down or remove in your business in the first half of 2019? Sharon says, being yourself, exactly what we all need to do, yes. Uh, oh, it's Patty Dodd has got the big mystery name. Good to see you here, Patty. No, you're doing great, sister. Perfect. So what is it that you destroyed? And that might mean, like, Pardon me, but here we go. Where did you shit the bed in your business? I'm from Australia. Come on, that's how we talk here. But it also could be, what did you consciously choose to end? Oh, Debo says, working in an unaligned job. That's massive. Wow, congratulations. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What did I destroy in my business this year? I destroyed, uh, I had someone working for me, um, doing some work for me who was no good. Uh, let's be more generous. She and I weren't a productive business fit. So I ended that uh, contract. Lack, says Susan. Yes, nice. Susan from the from the center of yoga excellence in the Western world, unworthiness. Yeah, you bet, honey. You've got all sorts of interesting things going on. What are you talking about? I don't know how your chakra stuff is. Uh, Choker says, I stopped thinking of myself as a new teacher, so I stopped teaching at lower than the going rates. Oh, my goodness. I love that for you. Yes. Look out, Paris. Sam says, I destroyed the old mindset, relationships that were not serving me, weeds in the garden, literally, lack, lack of heart, unworthiness. I'm a little bit scared about how amazing things are going to get for you, Sam. Um, Jody says, I retired from my 33-year career to teach full-time. Jody, did I know that about you? I didn't know. Really? Wow. Man, I should have pulled off the highway. I just should have taken that exit, given, toasted you a cup of tea or something. Well done. All right, let's move on because, man, this, this time goes so quick. All right, so the next one is Nilakanta. <clears throat> and uh, if you already know this, tell me. But Nilakanta, what is it? What does it mean? What is part of the story, Nilakanta? Um, quickly, 
The Nilakanta is <clears throat> the name of Shiva when he's holding the Halahala in his throat. So back in the day, there was a bit of, you know, um, drizama, and this led to the churning of the Milky Ocean. Like, long story short, we've only got 90 minutes, folks, but essentially uh, gods on one side, demons on the other side. Hint, if you're coming on my retreat in January, if you change planes in Bangkok, Bangkok airports to one of them, there is a huge sculpture of this exact thing. Demons on one side, uh, uh, gods on the other side, churning of the Milky Ocean with the, the serpent, the tortoise, all the things coming out. Stop at the airport and take a look at it. Anyway, um, so while that was all going on, they're churning up, they're looking for the Amrita, right? They're, look, they're looking to get the, um, what do you call that, the... What do you call Amrit in uh, English? Uh, elixir of life? That's the thing that you drink that keeps you alive forever? I can't remember what it's called in English. It's got a name. <clears throat> anyway, in our tradition, uh, uh, and, they, and they churn out other things as well. They churn out Lakshmi, they churn out the wish-fulfilling jewel, but they also churn out the Halahala, which is a poison that could destroy the whole world. Because we know in yoga you can never have one polarity, right? That polarity is you know, the, the universal law of polarity is rife in yoga and everything has a flip side, left, right, Ida, Pingala, masculine, feminine, Shiva, Shakti, etc. Um, and so you can't have all of these boons coming out and not have some anti-boons, <laughs> bad stuff coming as well. And so the halahala is this poison that could, could, that could end it for all of us, kind of like climate change. Whoops. So Shiva swallows the halahala but rather than fully ingest it, because obviously then he would die, he holds it in his throat and it turns his throat blue. And this is where he becomes Nilakanta, the blue throat. Oh, sorry, folks. I'm just going to mute myself and have Sorry, that's seasonal. All right, so so... So Shiva is protecting the world because he's holding the poison in his throat. So the questions around the Nilakanta are looking at, you know, where was there something that ha has happened to you so far this year where you just had to swallow some poison? Like it wasn't nice, but you knew you had to take it. You had to go do it. Um, wasn't ideal, but it was for the greater good. Uh, it, this is the, again, I'm going to say it. This is where you had to eat the shit sandwich. Like, was there something in your business that was like, dang, that's on me. Or dang, that's not on me, but I'm going to eat it to solve it. What happened in your business this year that was just like, wah, 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 wah. Um, that you had to sort of take one for your yoga business team. I know for me, I hired an expert that was going to change my life. <laughs> Even though I'd done as much due diligence as was humanly possible, uh, this service that I paid for just didn't serve <laughs> even closely. Uh, and so that was one of those situations of, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? Do I want to keep fighting for my money back here? And I've had this conversation with some of my clients recently. Do I want to stay in stress? and overwhelm and freak out and beating myself up energy about this? Or do I just want to accept the fact that that money is gone and I'm going to choose to be happy and move on? 
that was some um, poison that I swallowed right there. My friend and I, that we, my gym buddy, we go to the gym and we take a walk every day together. And um, she bought this heater for her house that they installed it and it's really loud and it's actually really ugly and it's sort of already all falling apart and she hates it and it cost her $3,000 and, and, um, <clears throat> but because she hates it and it's noisy and it's falling apart, she's going to go get another one anyway and they won't replace it for her because they say there's nothing wrong with it. And so this is $3,000 that's just gone. It's her hala hala, right? And so every time in my business, when I need a little bit of therapy and we're on our walk, she says to me, you know, Annie, that money's just going into the heater fund. Sometimes you just have to swallow the hala hala and uh, it doesn't matter. You get to choose to be right or to be happy. And if you want to choose happy, sometimes it means you need to swallow some poison. So where in your business have you had to do that? Where is something not gone as you wanted it to, but you chose to resolve it yourself rather than stay in discomfort about it. And then the flip side of this is, <clears throat> which is slightly different in tone, what, what do you, you know, where do you have regrets about your business so far this year? Or is there something that you would really like to do over? Um, did you not play full out? Did you respond to a situation in a way that you didn't feel great about afterwards? Did you let go of an opportunity or did you say yes when you actually wanted to say no to something? So where did you have to swallow some poison, but also where would you have a do-over? Where would you take a do-over, which is a phrase my teacher uses. Where would you take a do-over if you had the opportunity? Sam says, I dropped my Saturday morning class, admit own poor decisions, settling in life, gave up half of a council contract for later this year in order to take care of myself rather than to please people. Yeah, great one, Sam. I think saying no to business or as one of my coaches used to say, leaving money on the table is a massive turning point in business when you can choose to say, actually, I'm going to say no to that, that money because it's not in my highest for this time, which is different to I don't feel worthy of the money. I feel it's more, I feel worthy of myself. Yeah, nice one, Sam. Um, lost students after I abruptly cancelled a class. Sometimes that happens, yeah. Elaine says, oh, it's, it's Eli from Canberra. Yay, I had to pay back $5,000 from a teacher training that didn't go ahead that was left from the old owners of my studio. Bam, that's your holla holla right there. That sucks, paying back someone else's debt. Well done. Good for you for doing it. Susan says, take on less projects. Do over is to focus just on building the one aspect of my business that makes me unique. I like it, Susan. Is that the outdoor stuff? Is that the essential oil blending stuff? Tell me more. Sue says, I had to let go of a class. I love teaching as the contract and teacher I was working for was not sitting well. Well done. Yes, I like it. Um, Sam says she regrets that she didn't stand up for herself with poor service, just a discontinued contract. Would stand up for myself next time. Jai, that's the difference, right, Sam? Like we can sit in the regret or we can go, you know what? If I had a do-over, I would make different choices. So next time I'm in that situation, I'm going to choose better for myself. I'm going to speak the truth in love and I'm going to, yeah, stand in my power. Nice one. Outdoor stuff. Susan in San Francisco is focusing on the hiking stuff. Nice one. Karen says her Sunday morning prime time class attendance fell off and she wants to encourage, want encouraged by a studio owner to send out a marketing letter. Yes. Last week's numbers were up, but I want to address marketing. Honey, you're in the right place for that. Um, 
All right, uh, Patty says, forcing things to happen that didn't work. So I stopped forcing and I'm letting things flow. The best thing ever. Things started to happen once I let go of being so controlling. Yes. Uh, what's that little thing about effort and ease? I'm not a big Patanjali fan, but I don't mind quoting that one out of context. <laughs> Let's move on. <clears throat> Thanks for letting me geek out with your ladies and gents. I've got a gent or two registered. So the next one is the Damaru. Uh, which is this thing, oh, it doesn't have the writable box. It's the double-ended drum that Shiva holds and you see it in the uh, Shiva Nataraj, the um, dancing Shiva, da dancing the Ananda Tandava. Um, he has it in one of his hands and it is the drum that represents the concept of Spanda which from a cosmology perspective, if you look at like Shiva Shakti, um, uh, origin, stories of origin, um, the, the beating of that or the spunder, the divine pulsation is the, uh, the sound, the, the energy that created the uh, universe, right? So, so one of the ways that it's described is it's the, it's the beat that pulsed the universe into manifestation. And so it's about, it's about rhythm. It's about patterns it's about um consistency and um and in being consistent in holding that consistent beat and keeping your own rhythm and pattern manifesting what it is that you want uh so here we go next lot of questions what are the patterns or the rhythms that you established so far in 2019 that really served and supported you what did you set up for yourself? I know a bunch of you have really done great things in setting up social media marketing strategies, for example, or your student intake process. Um, uh, um, people who are currently in the current round of growing your yoga bees, we've talked a lot about using your electronic calendar uh, to help to generate patterns and rhythms and things that have to happen every week, just logging them into the calendar at the same time so that you're starting to create like a crummer, an intelligent organized sequence of activity that you need to do in your business. What are the patterns and the rhythms that you established that are serving your business well so far? And again, definitely get them down for yourself. And if you would like to share them with me and everybody, you can type them into the chat. I know for me, a, a rhythm that works really well is, um, this year that I've done is um, making the podcast for you all uh, on a Wednesday and then scheduling it so that it comes out for you all on a Thursday. So in the past, I used to get up at six o'clock in the morning. I think I did that for five years, getting up at six o'clock in the morning on a Thursday to talk to you all live. Guess what? Serves me a whole lot better to do that during business hours on a Wednesday and then drop for you on iTunes. So you get it on Thursday morning. That's a pattern that served me really well. Another one is every Monday morning at nine o'clock, I've got an hour in the calendar uh, to do my Instagram scheduling. So I'm not thinking, oh crap, I need to post something to Instagram. Do it once a week. Uh, changed my life. Um, cool. All right. And then I want to know, um, so, so they're the patterns and the, so that's the, that's the, again, the polarity of it. That's the, that's the good, if you like, the positive side. These are the patterns that I implemented that have been serving me so far. Then let's flip it. What are the patterns 
the habits, the rhythms that have kept you stuck? Where are you um, limiting yourself? Where are you preventing more people from finding your classes and getting to yoga? Where are you getting in your own way because of patterns or rhythms that don't serve? Oh, online booking system instead of having students queue up to get their 10 class pass stamped oh yes hello i like it uh sharon says she's got a work it wednesday weekly post to two community groups promoting classes in their neighborhood yeah nice one Chaz. it's good to get that stuff um when you uh it's really good when when there are certain deadlines like that and making sure that you have it in the calendar so it just happens love it great Great, great, great. Um, Sam says, where she's still feeling that patterns or behaviours are keeping her playing small, um, she says she's talking about making videos and not quite getting there, but we'll schedule them. Yes, totally, Sam. So if you get them in the calendar, um, you're more likely to do them. Better yet, Sam, I know, I think you guys, the past retreat people still have a Facebook group. Tell everybody in that group that you're going to do it. Let them help you stay consistent. Suze is being more consistent with regular social media posts, videos, and lives. Yes. And I've, um, everybody, Suze has been really working on becoming even more skillful at doing her lives by practicing with the GYYB Facebook group. And we're loving it. Patty says, fear of being in your face too much and annoying people to the point that they switch off. Patty, how long have you been following me, girl? A while. Now, arguably, I am so in your face. It's like eczema. What are you even talking about? Um, but this is the thing about social media. You don't want to watch, you turn it off. I'm still going to be here talking when you turn it back on, but I'm not in your face. I'm just offering oodles of free stuff. Someone emailed me overnight saying, thanks for the invitation to join GYYB. I'm not going to join it right now, but I'm loving all of your free stuff and I'm going to go do all of your free stuff. Great. This is me being in service. Like offering stuff that's useful um, and looking to genuinely help people never feels like you're in someone's face um, unless they're the wrong person for you. There would be people, and I've had them, people that send me emails saying, oh my God, you're so yeah, 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 yeah. And that's true for them. And simply that we're just not a fit. I don't take it personally. But Patty, you're not going to be in people's face if what you're offering is from the heart and your in, true intention is to be in service, whether someone buys from you ever or not. Yeah. Um, and if people switch off because they're not into it, they'll switch off. Hey, I've never, I've never shared this before, folks. This is a truth bomb <clears throat> that you're only getting because you signed up for this. You know, you know how MailChimp, if you use MailChimp to send out your emails, it's made some changes recently. And one of the changes, one of the humbling changes that MailChimp has made is it now tells you every time you load up your audience exactly how many people have unsubscribed. So I have eight and a half thousand people subscribed onto my mailing list. Do you want to know how many have unsubscribed? Eight and a half thousand. Eight and a half thousand people, Patty, have said, you know what? No thanks. Eight and a half thousand people. And I paid about $4 per person from Facebook ads for those people to sign up. Do the math. But that's just business. It's like dating. It's not everybody's into you. That's okay. And the, for the eight and a half, that bless y'all that still open my emails, 
yes. We're like onto our, I don't know how many, Cherica and I are onto our second date just for going to this cafe, let alone everything else that we've done together. So don't worry about people turning off, Patty. You're not going to be the right cup of chai for everybody. And that's what soulful, authentic marketing is about. Just do you and trust that there are enough people that love it, that want to hang around and say, yes, please. And that the others, this isn't your people. It's not that they don't matter, but their opinions don't need to matter. Keep going. Tanya says, staying quiet, a lack of or slow decision-making, letting the universe unfold and taking the opportunities presented rather than asking for what I want. Oh, I love that for you, miss. Yes, you're a power, you've got a lot of power in you. There's a lot of Shakti in there. You can, you're a magnetic person. Yes, to calling in what you want. I love it. Yes. Um, Karen says, playing small and not stepping up. She has been asked for years by various students if I had an audio available. Okay, everybody, Karen in Portland, Oregon, we all see you here. Everybody who's watching live and everybody who signed up for the replay knows that you, this week, are going to record something on your phone just with this thing and you're going to send it out to your people. You got this, Karen. Stop it. You're not allowed to be small there anymore. It's not that hard. We got, we, we see you, honey. You got this. Okay. Five exclamation marks, says Karen. Send it to me as well. I want to enjoy it. I'd love that. Um, okay, let's move on. This is fun, folks. Thanks so much for being here. The next one is the Ganga. So the Ganga, oh man, you can't see it on can't really see it on this gold picture uh, and you can't see it on my Adi yoga picture either but um, you probably are familiar with the spout of water right that normally comes out of the top of Shiva's head um, so in this symbol that's the the Ganges why do we still say that in English that's the Ganges that's the river Ganga and uh, which the teaching is the origin of the river is the top of Shiva's head and and the Ganga is you know it's the it's the great mother it's ever flowing it it provides sustenance and um for, to, for the livelihood of all the people who who live on it and depend on it it's a holy river so for today for us in this exercise I want us to interpret this symbol as the flow of abundance so let's look at it How's the flow of abundance been in your yoga business so far this year? The flow of abundance in your yoga business so far this year. And, and then the second part of this question is, let's get specific. What's the actual number? Because this is super important. Like Joker was saying before in the comments, being able to actually quantify this stuff keeps, like she said, it keeps her grounded. It really keeps you in the here and now, the present moment. So how's the, how's it felt? What's the feeling tone? What's your attitude towards the flow of abundance in your business so far this year? And then what are the actual numbers? And let's be real here. Um, that your number gets to be your number. This is not about comparing with other yoga business owners because no one here has the same business or the same lifestyle or the same goals, similar perhaps, but 
you, you know, how much you make compared to someone else eh, means nothing. How much you made compared to what you desired to, that's what's important. How much you made compared to what you desired to have in order to live your dream life, that's important. Um, yeah, Sam says, slightly better than last year. Amazing. Uh, surprising given that my focus was elsewhere this year. Funny how that happened, Sam. Sorry, no numbers yet. I know I should know from now on. Yes, please. So for me, you know, the flow of abundance, um, it's felt... Um, consistent it's felt I felt like I've had more faith than I've had before and trust that it's coming um, which hasn't been my barve my my feeling my rasa the flavor of business in the past um, interestingly for me the on the numbers front year on year gross I turned over less in my butt in my business about $50,000 less turnover, but about $15,000 more net, which for me means, and that for me, that's the important stuff. You know, people not often talk about turnover, but if there's nothing left in your hand at the end, I could care less. Like I made $50 million and at the end I had a thousand bucks in the bank. Like that's not winning at life if you ask me. So for me, while the, while the gross amount was down, 50 grand, the net amount was up 20 or 18 or so. So for me, I'd made, I had more money left over at the end. And like Sam, um, what I love most about that is I did that working three days a week. So I made more, worked less, had more faith and trust. The big fancy number of the gross sales turnover was less, but it, who cares? Because everything else was. Awesome. Um, Karen's income has improved. Amazing. Tioka says some vessels generated good money last year and that have slowed this year. Some have produced more money. So I'm coming out even with last year, but I can see that I need to add a vessel or do something different to reach my goal for this year. Nice one, Tioka. Good to know. Yeah, really cool. Summer sale. Um, what have you got? The special event, weekend retreat. What would make for a good cash injection for you going forward? And next week with the Ganesha training, which I'll give you the information in an email later. Um, we're going to we're going to turn it and start to look forward. So that might be a great opportunity to work through uh, what could be that special additional um, uh, vessel, Lakshmi vessel that you put out and offer to your people to make up that income gap. Nice one. Um, Patty says, the flow of abundance is building and gaining momentum into next year. Yes, things are showing up that I would never have considered before. So I'm going with the flow. Yes, going with the flow is uh, like swimming with the current, right? Is the Ganga, although just between you and me, I don't want to swim in the Ganga. I just reread, um, I'm here now. It's here now, where are you? The Bhagavan Das memoir, which I love. Um, let's talk about sex, drugs and rock and roll and yoga. And he talks about how many times he goes swimming in the Ganga. And I just think, oh. I remember when I was in Varanasi a couple of years ago and I uh, bought a mala, which I wanted to, you know, consecrate, dunk in the river. And we're out on the boat looking at the, you know, the RT and the burning guts and all that. <laughs> so I had to submerge this mala and I didn't even want to put my hand in the water. 
I know it's a holy river, but man, I want to go with the flow in a protective suit. Can I just say that's the environmentalist in me and the spiritual practitioner finding a balance point. All right. I digress as I want to do. Let's move on. Five. So um, Shiva is the Adi Yogi. Uh, that's what this book is about. Sadhguru is a, he, he shares a lot in here about the folklore of the Adi Yogi or that um, Shiva being the first yogi, he, 15,000, according to the, that particular story of origin, Shiva 15,000 years ago reached enlightenment, became the first yogi. He was sitting in a cave. Uh, he had disciples waiting for something to happen. He sat there for, I can't even remember how many years, but his disciples waited and waited and waited until finally you know, he opened his eyes and he was enlightened. I think he was, I think the story goes, he was nine feet tall. Adi Yogi. Um, anyway, that that's um, that was his that was his jam, and so a lot of his uh, a lot of his mythology is around living in the cave, um, being in meditation for long periods of time. You know, Ganesha was created because Parvati got sick and tired of being by herself, so she made her own son out of her own body. Um, you know, it, it, Parvati. Um, Parvati, Shiva's consort, one of the forms of Shiva's consort, she was in love with Shiva from the get-go and she knew that her dharma was to be his consort and she did everything she could to seduce him from, from his meditation cave out into the world to be with her and despite everything that she tried, he was just, um, you know, he was, he was completely resistant to, to her advances. You know, he, he absolutely is the embodiment of the yogi. And I think that's one of the reasons why he's probably my Ishta Devata. I don't know if anyone else has Shiva as their Ishta Devata. Also because in the Southern Indian traditions, you know, Hanuman is Shiva. So if you have Shiva as your Ishta Devata, you kind of, you kind of get to have Hanuman as well, which it's like a twofer. And I love that. So anyway, for our final section of the workbook today, um, let's look at this idea of your yoga because sometimes this slips um, and this is not a judgment or a blaming or a beat yourself up situation. This is just another opportunity to look at you as a practitioner. And, um, and when I say your greatest achievements in yoga, that might be, um, I don't know, I got Dwipada Viparita Dandasana for the first time. <laughs> or it might be, um, uh, I'll tell you one for me was I practiced yoga in tight in yoga leggings and a crop top with my tummy exposed. Massive. And that's not because I suddenly got like ripped abs. That's because it was hot and I was hot. And I, for the first time ever was less attached. I was more attached to being too hot than I was to thinking what people might think about my tummy. And for me, that's massive. I'll show everything else I got uh, nude, but the stomach, meh, for whatever reason, who cares? But yeah, there you go. That was a big achievement for me. It was about self-worth and self-acceptance. So how did you develop your own yoga so far in 2019? Have you been to new trainings? Have you got back onto the mat recently? Have you conquered a new mantra? Are you back into some kind of a groove? Um, you know, where are you at with your own personal practice? And what are you really proud of? What are your greatest achievements in yo as a yogi so far this year? Have you made peace with a parent or a sibling or a former lover? Or, you know, have you done some healing work? 
Have you approached a situation with a, more of an open heart than you would have in the past? Um, what have you um, achieved? What's been your greatest achievement as far as being a yogi so far in 2019? And that means yoga in the full sense from anything on the sticky mat or the cushion to everything else and these really need to be celebrated i think hmm. sue says self-study and peeling away the layers acting from trust and not fear massive sue that one makes me weepy yay um sam lots of healing and being more open-hearted yeah Dima says, achievement, starting the process of doing the deep inner work I know I need to do. More meditation. On the flip side, I feel like my asana practice has slipped. Mine has. My asana practice is kind of non-existent these days. It just doesn't serve my body anymore. I'm okay with it. I have no peace with that. Still chant the Hanuman Chalisa all the time and read lots of yoga books, but asana, not so much. Sharon, developed my own mantra meditation routine after completing a training earlier this year. Practice at other local studios freely. Yes, I love that one. I do crash as many classes as I can get to. Patty says, I've let go of the inner control freak. That is some serious karma busting. Well done. Mon says, amen, Suze. Thank you for this question because I have just realized I've been doing a lot on my yogi journey, even though the asana is much less apparent. Lovely to see you posting in here, lovely. Um, I've got to email you back about your testimonial. Thank you so much for that. Yes, totally. Totally. Asana is awesome and, and just a small part of what it means to be a yoga practitioner. Um, oh, <laughs> stopped preaching yoga and just taught it. Wow, that is really interesting. I like it. Yeah. Trying to change everybody else. Nice one. These are great. Anyone else before we come to conclude that has something to celebrate about your yoga so far in 2019? Um, Sue says, I like this reminder. I was being hard on myself for not having a regular physical practice, but so much else is going on. You know, Sue's for me, I just can't. Um, my I'm so physically limited with asana. Um, there are things that I would like to do that would be good for me, like latissimus, um, traps, stuff in the back so that I can still sit for really long periods of time. I noticed at the ashram the other day that um, I can't sit as comfortably for as long. But other things, like I actually don't, I was at an Iyengar class the other day and the teacher was adamant that if she and I just kept working on it, I would get more external rotation in my femurs. I've been doing yoga for 30 years. I used to have more external rotation in my femurs than I have now, probably because I've been trying to do it and my body doesn't like it. You know, I think that um, we get to choose how we want to play in yoga. You know, you can eat as your yoga. You can serve. You can love your kids. You can be a partner. You can clean your house. Uh, you can go to your corporate job, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be yoga asana at all. We need to keep our bodies well, but that might not look like, you know, 108 Sarayana Mascar A. Um, Karen says, I just enrolled in a subtle body meditation training. Ooh, working on self-releasing emotional blocks, more authenticity and accepting body limits. Yes. Elaine says, I've deepened my meditation practice and committed to doing at least one class a week. Nice one. And I've been practicing 
for myself more. I lost my practice for a while. Jody's got to go teach. Enjoy, Jody. Um, you might benefit from NKT. Happy to give you a treatment in Thailand. Ooh. Uh, 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 Sam says NKT, NKT. Uh, tell me what Eli, tell me what it stands for. Sam says I've started rearranging the house. It feels so good and comfortable, and it's easier to work now. Love that. Yes, love, love, love. Um, okay, so we're going to change direction slightly, and I'm going to <clears throat> talk a little bit about the Growing Your Yoga Bees program. Let me stop the screen share. Oh, um, unless there's any more uh, reflections from the book. In fact, just keep those coming in. I can do two things at once. Um, keep those keep those comments coming in. So. Um, I am going to change directions. So if you are heading off like Jody, you've got to go teach at eight o'clock, uh, have a beautiful day or evening or wherever you're at, uh, this time space continuum. Um, and I hope that the workbook has been great next week. Same time. Uh, we'll be looking ahead with Ganesha Ganapati. I will send out the link for that with the replay for this. So you'll, it's around, uh, you can also register off my Facebook page, uh, event. What I want to talk about now is the program that I am currently enrolling and in particular because, oh my God, I have a really amazing bonus that I'm offering with the program uh, for the next 24 hours only. So this ends at eight o'clock tomorrow morning, Melbourne time, the end. Here it is. So um, let me do a <clears throat> screen share again. So some of you have already taken part in the Growing Your Yoga Biz program. If that's you and you found the program to be useful, type me some sugar into the chat. I'd like to hear from all of you, people who are in it currently. I know there's a bunch of you or people who have done it in the past. Um, it'd be lovely to, you know, what did you get from it? What was useful? Um, oops. Get the right, get the right button, eh? Uh, what would you, you know, what would you say to someone who might be thinking about coming along? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, great. So uh, Sue says she's got direction, community, and structure. Yes. Um, awesome. Sue's love that. Okay. So growing in yoga biz, essentially, it is my signature program. It is a six-month business training program, and the next round starts in one month from pretty much from today in fact i think uh, we get started with our first call so it is um it's based on it's based on everything that i have um developed through my own journey of being uh stuck and struggling as a yoga teacher through to being empowered having a multiple six-figure yoga business feeling great about what i do working part-time making more money trusting all of those good things feeling confident uh to put my picture online and knowing that what i have is of service to the right people it's based on all of that my own journey plus on the fact that this is now the uh, sixth time I would have offered this program and as you can see if you go over to the website which is uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz loads of yoga teachers from all over the world have been through this program and have graduated and they've all reported incredible results so I feel super confident about this program and what it has to offer people so like it says here it's a six-month group training program it's in depth it's yoga specific business training so like we've just done today 
I believe that we can grow our businesses as we grow our yoga understanding and that we can learn so much about business from the tradition of yoga itself. It's clear, it's fun, it's no fluff. There's nothing that you don't need and everything that you do so that it's lean. It's like sutras, lean and concise, and it's going to give you what you need to go from yoga teaching hobbyist to abundant yoga business owner, which is super super exciting if you go over to the sales page and take a look there is like a truckload of people who have put together some um, videos about their experience if you want to know more about what it's like it's the perfect training for uh, you know if you've completed your teacher training if you're looking to grow what it is that you're doing if you're looking to get better about your business boundaries saying no when you want to say no say yes when you want to say yes if you're looking to call in greater prosperity and abundance if you're going to really make that transition into being visible and stop hiding online maybe you have a studio and you want to take it to the next level maybe you have a studio and you want to close it and go on the road maybe you want to get really good at marketing both online and offline how do you say things that feel really good at inviting people to come to your classes how do you like patty said not feel like you're getting in people's faces and for a lot of people who join gyyb what they're also really looking for is being in community with other people who get it, with other people who are going to celebrate their success and support them with their shortfalls rather than judge them. Um, and unfortunately, uh, blows my mind, but that, that sort of judgy stuff, rife, rife. So we have eight modules over the six months. We start off with the money mindset piece. I'm not going to go through these in great detail. You can go and check them out later. I'm conscious of everybody's time. But we start with a money piece so that you actually feel really good about wealth. And we look at the yoga tradition and actually the powerful teachings within our tradition that emphasize the time in life when it is appropriate to generate wealth and prosperity, the tithe to give, to support your family, to buy property and, you know, invest. It talks more about cash, about uh, livestock supplement that for shares or whatever depending bitcoin not really but we talk about that actually there is a lot of training in our um, tradition old stuff that talks about the importance of generating wealth so we look at money stories belief systems around prosperity uh look at where you might be being cheap with yourself and um where are you being disempowered because of your relationship with money then in the second module, we start getting down to the nuts and bolts of what do you need to get in place um, so, that, so that you've just got the basics covered. You know, have you got all of the systems in place? Are you still stuffing receipts into a shoebox? Do we need to talk about some financial record keeping? Do you have somewhere to actually do business or have you sort of got shit all over the house and stuffed into books and a bit on the bedside table and a bit in the kitchen and kind of you know, chit of ritty with your administration. We start to get everybody back to business tadasana. Let's get on the same page, clear it up. This is exactly the alignment that we're all talking about. Then in module three, we move on to talk about brand, identity, voice, authenticity. How do you stand out in the marketplace? How do you feel good talking about yourself and your yoga and understanding that in fact your own take on things is exactly what your brand is reconciling that 
Then, oh my God, module four is about owning the seat of the teacher. We talk about etiquette in class. We talk about boundaries. We talk about how you interact with your students. We talk about building your sangha. We talk about retention and the importance of continuity across classes. And we talk about the stuff that no one even tells you when you do your yoga teacher training is going to be part of what you're going to have to deal with. For example, costume malfunction. Type it into the chat if you've had one of those awkward costume malfunctions. Maybe the running shorts that didn't contain the whole situation that you had to let someone know. Maybe the split cheap yoga leggings. Maybe, you know, oh, bless them. All of those people that wear, I, I, don't, know, I don't know why adults do this, but apparently adult women wear like printed underwear like you know like kids it's okay I think for kids yes okay you have flowers all over your knickers that's fine but now you're 50 just go with a block color but anyway that seems to be a thing and then the the, the like the yoga pants that have no lycra and when you bend over I, you know all this all the stuff all the stuff the, the guy who wants to ask you out for, on a date afterwards the person who perpetually falls asleep in shavasana the dude who just stinks and doesn't seem to know it how do you deal with all that stuff, all the humanness that actually happens in yoga classes that you kind of don't cover in your yoga teacher training? Module five is about getting visible. It's about really feeling good about being, putting yourself out there. We talk about photo shoots. We talk about um, confidence. We talk about um, doing live video. Uh, we talk about... Um, really feeling empowered to share your message so that you don't feel like you're getting in people's faces and you do feel like every time you are showing up and conveying some information that you're seeking to be in service. Module six, we look, okay, what's next level? Where are we going for um, the next uh, iteration of your business? How do you need to call in more support into your life to make that happen? Where, do, where can you outsource certain tasks so that you have more time freed up to do what needs doing or what you love to do to grow your business further. We have a big juicy dive into marketing and turning the idea of sales more into thinking about it in terms of favor or self-service in module seven. And then in module eight, we really say, okay, well, what's next? I'm going to fledge you from the nest. What needs to happen next to make this your best year yet? So these are the eight modules. Like I said, they, we cover them over a six-month period. And each module is made up of a video training with me where I'll take you through the material. Um, and they vary in length from like 20 minutes to 60 minutes. Then there is a workbook that you fill out uh, and answering a whole bunch of questions. Like I said earlier, my intention with this program, it is that it is fit for purpose. And that there's nothing in there that's just like taking up time. Um, that it's all lean and structured to get you results. And then we also have for each module, we also all get together on a video conference call, just like this one. And you can receive coaching, mentoring and support from me to really take the teachings and what you've got for yourself from the workbooks and make them really relevant to your situation. So you know exactly what to go and do. We can troubleshoot ideas. Um, we can step things, step out processes. Um, and really get you clear on what needs to happen next. Also helping clear blocks and barriers along the way. So I'm not going to go through the whole sales page, but I'll, um, it is all there on the page, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Um, 
Sharon says ideas or tools to grow, even if the time isn't hundred percent right, it'll never be totally right timing or ever right. I agree. Jerka says growing your yoga business made all the difference for me. I never went through the struggling new teacher phase with Amy's help. My first year I made over $20,000, 20,000 euro, which was huge for me. Yeah. Love it. Sam says the growing your yoga business accountability was great. And, and ability to get questions answered and see I'm not alone. Yeah, nice one, Sam. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Sue says, the program GYYB has been amazing for me both personally and professionally. Yes. Um, without encouragement, support, and the kick in the butt from GYYB, her results in business wouldn't be the same. Love it. <laughs> super, super good. Eli, I'll see you in Thailand. Brilliant. Uh, Patty says, has the scholarship been drawn yet? No, not yet, Patty. It happens next week. Um, so on before, um, I'm going to throw it open to questions about GYYB and um, uh, talk about uh, the logistics of getting yourself enrolled and all of those good things. But before I do that, I want to share with everybody this very cool bonus. If you know that GYYB is for you, feel good about it. You're like, dang, I'm in. I've just got to make a moment, sit down with a cup of tea and my credit card and get myself signed up. For the next 24 hours, so that is until 8 a.m. tomorrow, Melbourne time. Actually, no, let's make it 8.30. When you sign up for growing your yoga business, you will also receive one complimentary place on the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat that is happening in Thailand in January. And that is valued at three thousand dollars so let me take it from the top gyyb is a four thousand dollar if you choose the pay in full it costs four thousand dollars right now until next week you can have five hundred dollars off early bird discount plus if you register in the next 24 hours you also get the abundant yoga teacher retreat valued at three thousand dollars for free so do the math. If you're thinking that the retreat might be a nice idea and that GYYB is probably a good idea, if you sign up in the next 24 hours, you get GYYB and the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat for three and a half thousand, which is half off if you had have bought them by themselves, which is pretty cool. Three thousand plus four thousand is seven. Nice, right? So um, let me share some links in the chat for everybody who is joining me live um so while i'm sharing links i want to just reiterate that this isn't the program for everybody right um this gyyb is not the program for you if you like to do everything by yourself it's not the program for you if you don't like trainings it's a it's a training program so if, if you don't like watching the videos and, and implementing what you learn it's not for you um there's the link to go check out the program. Um, it's not for you if you are uncomfortable talking about the realness of being a yoga teacher in business. Part of the reason that, like Sam said, part of the reason that makes it so powerful is because everybody shows up and says, well, here's me, here's what I got, here's where I need help, here's where I can help you. Um, that feeling of camaraderie and um, cooler if you're not, if that's not your vibe, it's probably not for you. And please, it's also not for you if you know, and I say this with love because I have done it myself, but if you know that you are one of those people who is addicted to buying online courses that you never do, please don't give me your money. Don't give me your money. Don't buy this and never use it. 
But if you're the sort of person like me and my gym membership, that you're like, fuck it, I paid that money. I'm going to squeeze the juice out of this thing. Yes, either, if that's you, I want you in GYYB. Now, next thing, if you're not sure, right, or if you have questions, then let's talk with each other. Um, buyer's remorse, not interested. Next, this time next year, you say to me, the one thing I really regret is signing up for your program. I don't want any of that stuff. I want you to feel great about, maybe a little bit scared, maybe a little bit nervous, maybe a little bit, holy fuck, this feels really big and like a real commitment. I'm cool with that energy. What's not cool is I never should have done that. That, no, we want to avoid that situation. So if you've got questions, if you're not sure, I've just punched in the, the link there into the chat. That's the link to my online scheduler. So if you want to talk with me one-on-one, -on -one, book yourself in a time for that conversation. If you've got questions, if you want to check in that your business is in the right space for this program, are you the right fit? Are you the right type of person? Are I the right type of person? Uh, what times are the calls? How does the payment plan work? Whatever. If you've got questions and you feel like me and you chatting about it is the best way to resolve them, please do book in. I don't do weird, I'm going to wait on the phone until you pawn all of your grandma's jewellery. Like as if, right? Yuck. Um, but what I am up for is making sure that you make a great choice for yourself, whether that's a yes or a no. Uh, that's what the Skype sessions are for. So book in for one if you would like. Um, <laughs> Patty says she needs a rich relative. Honey, get rich yourself. You're kidding. Um, I was going to say I would cross my fingers for you on the drawer of the scholarship, Patty, but that would be unethical. I'm crossing my fingers for everyone equally on the drawer of the scholarship. Uh, all right, so recap. Growing your yoga business, it starts next month and registrations close officially on the 21st of July. The early bird discount, which is $500 off whether you choose pay in full or payment plan, it's $500 off, ends next Friday. And I should reiterate that I charge in Australian dollars. So um, if you're in the States, that's good news for you, right? Uh, if you're in Thailand, that's good news for you. What? Anyway, uh, so for, from, from now until the end of next week next friday the investment is three and a half thousand australian dollars now if you sign up for gyyb in the next 24 hours you will also receive a complimentary place to the abundant yoga teacher retreat which is a week long yoga meditation overeating fest uh, business development retreat in northern thailand with me in January that starts on the 17th of January. Uh, we'll pick you up in Chiang Mai. Let me do um, a quick link share uh, for that if you want to go take a look. There's currently uh, 13 people signed up to come on retreat with me in January. Some of them coming back for the second and the third time, <laughs> which I absolutely love. Uh, it's a very powerful week of community of celebration of learning of insight um, and the current price uh, is uh, three thousand australian dollars and it goes up to 3500 once two more places are sold so if you get one of those places for free if you were thinking about coming along or maybe even if you weren't it's a great bonus uh it's a great bonus 
what I've got to say about that. So um, if you like the idea of coming on my retreat, as well as having under your belt all of the training that you need uh, to finish out 2019, feeling really empowered and strong about your yoga business, calling in the level of prosperity that you desire to have in business, knowing what to do, feeling in integrity with what's important so that you're not feeling like Patty said, like you're getting in people's faces. Um, if you're sick of trying to figure out how to do it by yourself, if you know, even though you might not tell anyone else that you are meant to serve more people in a deeper way, but you find yourself self-sabotaging um, and preventing that from happening, maybe actually it is the time to give yourself the gift of this training mentoring, support and community so that you can take your yoga business where it truly needs to go. That's what GYYB is all about. Uh, Sharon says, thank you so much for your time and knowledge sharing today, Amy. Much appreciated. You're so welcome, lovely. I, um, I'm going to finish this up now, but um, I will stay on and uh, answer any questions that you might have about GYYB for anybody that does is thinking about signing up um, and has questions, do type them into the chat and I will get to them for you. But for everybody else, <clears throat> thank you so much for joining me on this training. Like I said, um, this is something that I've been doing every year for a few years now. And when I was getting ready for you all this morning, in addition to listening to Bonnie Tyler, I was thinking, uh, look, truth bomb, I slept for two hours last night. I don't know what was going on, but... I got maybe 90 minutes of sleep and then I had that, I was dreaming about this and I was dreaming about my alarm clock and I sat up and I was like, oh my God, I forgot I put the snooze on the alarm and I think it's already seven and everybody's there and I'm not even dressed. And it was like 10 past four because the alarm clock was the dream and I'm thinking, man, two hours, how can I help these people with two hours of sleep? I'm a pit of dosha, I need eight. Like, what's going on? And then I thought, hang on. These are my yoga. This is my cooler. These are my people. We're going to have a really nerdy conversation and I'm going to delight in seeing all of their progress and all of their aha moments. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really grateful for everybody who shares with me that you find this training useful. I got to say it is completely mutual. And the fact that you show up um, and, and contribute and share and um, support each other, uh, it's such a joy. And again, it's one of those times where I think, man, do I really get to do this for a living? I used to manage a landfill. Like, what? This is so much better. Glennis, you're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for being here. Patty says, thank you, Amy, for your time and knowledge this morning. I've truly enjoyed it. I hope to win the scholarship. Uh, call it in, sweetheart, and be on board soon. I've got a client in 10 minutes. So I've got to go. See you later. See you later. Have a great time with your client. Um, it's been great teaching, feeling really inspired. Yes, Susan, goodbye, lovely. Got to come see you soon. See you, Mom. You're welcome. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Don't forget, uh, we'll be coming, doing all of this again next week with Ganesha looking forward so that we're calling in outrageous success for the remainder of 2019. And remember, if you want to sign up for GYYB, do it in the next 24 hours so that I can give you a free place on my retreat. Hint. It's awesome. <laughs> Susan says, Jason Crandall teaches on Wednesday evening here at 6.15 in three hours. I will send you your vibes from there. Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, one of my colleagues is headed flying over to you, Susan. Study with uh, JC. Mwah back. 
Um, take care, everybody. See you next week for Ganesha. Do reach out to me if you've got questions about the super cool bonus, 24 hours only if you want to come on my retreat. $3,000 retreat, yours, gratis, because I'm in charge. I think that will be fun. Um, yes, all right, I'm going to connect you, Susan. Laura, I'm going to connect you. Take care, everybody. I'm going to finish this up. Thanks again for being here. I couldn't do what I do without all of your incredible energy and commitment. Your, stu your students truly are uh, blessed to have you in their communities. Don't be the best kept yoga secret in your community. Make sure people know where you are because people need more yoga right now. Remember, more yoga equals a better planet. That's what we're all here for. And you get to generate prosperity, take great care of yourself and you know, do that revelation work and peel back the layers, learn more about yourself as you go. That's what it's all about. So thanks everybody. Karen says, thank you, Amy. This was great. What time are the broadcasts and how do I find the scholarship page? I wish I could do the training in Thailand, but that won't work for me. Karen, send me an email. There's no scholarship page. Um, there's a code that I can email to you, but just let me know. Send me an email um, and I'll send it over to you. Uh, typing amy at amymcdonald.com.au if you want info about the scholarship. Okay. Whew. Any more? No, no, actually, let me do this more neatly. Any other comments before I finish this up rather than keep cutting you all off? Parents is okay. Great. Um, excellent. All right, I think we are complete. Have a great day, everybody back. Um, and I will speak with you all again next week when we're looking forward, getting clear on what's next with um, little Tum Tums, Modica Man, Ganesha. See you then, everybody. Bye-bye. Feeling inspired, ready to grow your own yoga business? If you're ready to share your yoga with the people who really need what you have to offer, growing your yoga business with more ease, flow, abundance, and support, check out my six-month yoga business training program, Growing Your Yoga Biz, at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Use coupon code bizofyoga when you check out for $500 off. Enrollments are open right now. Namaste. Namaste.